half a can of wine the other day, which is like a cup. Look at you. you know, and then I might have the other half today. Just if this goes, I don't want people thinking. You alky. No. <laughs> Amanda. Like, Amanda, you okay over there? Like <sighs> drinking. I have no alcohol in the house right now. I usually have wine, but I drank it last weekend. And I don't usually drink during the week because I'm just like so busy. And I just don't think it makes me feel so good. Right. And so I did, I typically do my drinking, my binge drinking, no, my drinking <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> and stick to coffee and tea during the week like a good little girl. We are over here talking about are people going to judge us? But the, we just said at the top of this episode, had a whole two, three minutes about what kind of tea Mm -hmm. My current and I like dandelion. Yes. We're good Christian ladies. No. We're good. Layered. <laughs> Very layered. Um but you want to get started? Let's get started because I'm so excited for today's episode. Oh yes. Well, uh hello everybody. Let's introduce us proper. I am Amanda and I'm joined by the lovely Samara. And this is Horror Ho Support Group, the podcast where we talk about all things horror with a hard, hard emphasis on Black and other POC horror. Yes, definitely. Um, today, we want to talk to you about our own experiences with, I guess you could say the supernatural or sometimes not, not even supernatural, just really, really weird, creepy stuff that has happened to us. Yes. In real life, like personally. Um, I also have some stories from family members who are okay with me sharing their weird stories as well. So we're yes. in for a treat tonight or rather today. <laughs> Whenever you listen to this. Whenever episode. you listen to this day, you know, afternoon, night. You're in yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be sleeping with the lights on tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I'm wearing, fully wearing a uh, frozen eye mask because of eye puffs. I still am like <laughs> destroy me so I don't get any more sleep than I've already been sucking at getting this week. Oh Come God. on, give it to me. Who are you telling? Uh, um, so me, like I've said before, I grew up watching and reading horror, everything. I'm consumed by it. Like I'll watch Leatherface tear people up and then go sleep soundly like right after. That is my thing. Um, but just recently, and I think we can do like a back and forth thing, Amanda. Just recently, I was on a book club call, as I am always, and the book club is over. We're actually winding down and we're doing like the after book club talk and just shooting the shit. And I've been on the computer for a while. There's no one home. None of my other electronics are on. And then all of a sudden, my TV turns on by itself. The remote is nowhere near me. I'm not kidding. The remote is nowhere near me. It's on the coffee table. And I'm just talking and I was like, what the fuck? Like really loud. And the people who I was on the call with, they were like, what, what? And I was like, yo, my TV just turned on on its own, right? And the first thing that's on the screen, because I had just recently like watched it, was... um this movie called Pumpkinhead that came out in like, I feel like it came out in like 1980 Yo. or something. You know what I'm talking about, Pumpkinhead. Hell yeah. And that's the movie I'd been watching um, the day before. Like I had just decided to like cuddle up and watch a scary movie. 
And wait, and you chose Pumpkinhead? That's I chose Pumpkinhead, and I'm gonna explain why I chose it because this movie brings back really like sad but good memories of my cousin who died back in 2015. She had lupus, mm-hmm. and Pumpkinhead was her favorite horror film. It used to scare the bejesus out of her, but we will always watch it together. It was either we were watching The Never Ending Story, we were watching Willy Wonka, or we were watching Pumpkinhead. <laughs> that was like our weird fucked up trifecta. And so <laughs> I just remember like watching it. I didn't even finish Pumpkinhead. I just remember watching it and like being happy, but like super sad watching it because I, it just brought back those mm-hmm. memories. And so I got tired and turned it off. And that was like the night before the TV turned on by itself. Cause I had really been thinking about like my cousin a lot after watching it and stuff. And it's just really creepy that it turned on. And I have like those, that Amazon smart TV. Right. And so it doesn't highlight the show. It actually goes up to like the top where it plays like the little previews, like all the time. But for some odd reason, this time when the TV turned on on its own, Pumpkinhead was highlighted. And it was like, my cousin was like, let's finish watching this shit right now. Okay, just not finish the movie. That's what it felt like. It was so creepy. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, oh, that just stabbed me, right? Oh, like I got heartburn, like right betwixt. betwixt. <laughs> right my to my lips, heart. Right? <laughs> it was creepy, but it was like kind of comforting because I was like, I should finish watching it. I know you want to watch it, girl. I will. I'll finish watching it this weekend. Oh, I love that. But that was my story. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> so I will say I haven't had maybe a recent thing that's happened, but um, I guess something, and I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this, but I sometimes get sleep paralysis. Fucking terrifying. I, so <laughs> usually what happens to me is I'm lying on my side, because I'm a side sleeper, and the side of the bed directly behind me, I'll start to feel like it's shaking. And not a, is if I'm in the bed with somebody and they're tossing and turning. Like, we're talking earthquake, where somebody picking up the bed and shaking it, shaking. And if I'm really deep in it, I can't turn my neck. So it's just this kind of minutes long feeling of things shaking, I can't move, it's whatever, right? The Worst case that I distinctly remember was uh, probably about six, seven years ago. I was living by myself, just me and my cute little beagle, Benny, and I'm sleeping. And at the time, I was sleeping with a door to the, like, my door to the bedroom open. Obviously silly, right? Because if there's a fire, literally, it's curtains for me and my dog. But... In, it was a townhouse, it was my bedroom, the bathroom, and then a sleep, or a sleep, steep decline to the stairs. So all I could see is a bit of a landing, and then that's it. I left the hall light on in case I had to go to the bathroom or let the dog out. That's a whole lot of exposition to this story here. So I'm sleeping, um, and I wake up to and look at the hallway. And it looks like there's somebody standing in my doorway. And 
you know, at first I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm still sleeping, but I then quickly realized that I am not sleeping. I'm awake. And I, uh, just, it's this, this black figure looks like they're hooded. I can't see anything else. Their hands are gloved. And then, you know, in movies where there's a ghost, they kind of move all glitchy. So it glitchy moved towards me. <laughs> and you should see Samara's face. She's wide-eyed and shaking her head. So glitchy moves towards me. And then it uh, is standing directly above me. And you know that thing you do with your hand where you're trying to see if somebody's awake, so you wave it in front of their face? It did that with me, just like was back and forth waving its hand in front of my face. And it was saying something, the voice was very deep. I have no idea what it was saying. And so we're, we're getting auditory and visual hallucinations here. Plus a light shaking of the bed feeling. So just the whole- The whole shebang. Devil's triangle <laughs> happening here. And so finally I'm, I'm able to start unlocking myself. It feels like this is an hour of just this figure and the bed shaking. And then I look down and realize that my dog has been asleep this entire time. And so that kind of helped bring me out of it fully because obviously if there had been like an intruder or something, my dog would have gone apeshit. Right. And I, you know, barking and all that shenanigans. So it made me realize that hey, this is something I'm having because this is the very first instance of sleep paralysis that I can remember having, the first one. And it made me realize I had to start looking into it and then figuring out what I could do to ever, to avoid that ever happening to me again. Ugh, no. I relate so much because <clears throat> I too used to always have sleep paralysis and we'll get it if I drink too much. I'll get it really bad. So I try oh, not really? to like, yeah, I'll try, I'll try not to drink like heavy because mm -hmm. you bet I'm going to have the paralysis and the sleep paralysis demon is going to come and stand in my doorway. Like, Hey, what's up? Like, no, <laughs> that's the creepiest. I hate it. I hate it. The worst is when I'm sleeping with my back to the doorway right. and I'm, I can't move, but I can hear, it sounds like something moving around in my room and that happened to me when I lived in um when I used to live in LA and it happened real bad like could not move it sounded like someone was walking around we have wood floors so it sounded mm -hmm. like someone was walking around my logical mind now thinks it might have been one of my roommates just moving around in their bedroom and it sounded like it was in my bedroom right. but it was like dead middle of the night like I don't think he was awake and so my back is turned. I could not see anything. Um, but it was just like this pressure, like, you know how like you can't move. So it just feels like pressure, you're dead weight. And, um, and so what I try to do is I try to like think happy thoughts and it usually kind of like brings me out somehow, or I just calm down and just let it go. Like, okay, just go back to sleep because you can't move anyway. Right. I'll do that. And right. all of a sudden the pressure got so much worse it like felt like someone was hugging like hugging me from behind like real tight like this and i'm like jesus squeeze like it was just like squeezing and eventually mm -hmm. i woke i got up out of it it was but it was like super sudden right it was like sit up like sudden 
as soon as the weight lifted. It was crazy. And I freaking hate it. And once again, I did drink heavily like that, <laughs> that weekend. So right. it was probably just like the leftover from that. But sleep paralysis is no joke. I cannot stand it, especially when well, I have to It's not fun. Right. And it's usually when I'm really stressed. And that's why the episode of Haunting of Hill House, where the Bitneck Lady episode gets me every time. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> not only is is that a something that happens, the sleep paralysis, mm -hmm. but the fear of losing your loved one. Uh, and at that very moment, when you are having perhaps one of the scariest experiences you could have. Right. That's Oof. horrifying. Yeah, I love that show. That's such a good show. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, sleep paralysis demon. Nope. Nope. And I'm sure most people can relate. I don't think there's anybody who's never had sleep paralysis at least like once or twice in their lives. Uh, I know a couple people, but yeah. The, so my sister who, who thinks, cause she's extremely religious. When I told her about it, she thinks it's like a- A witch riding your back. Mm-hmm. Or like a demon or something and i'm like i you know i to me it makes more sense that it's it's how it's a process that's happening with your body and your brain isn't fully catching up because how many you dream every night you know almost mm -hmm. apparently the scientific thing to this is when you sleep, your body, like your brain releases a chemical to make it so that your body doesn't move. Because if it did, you'd be acting out your dreams. So people who sleepwalk ha don't have as much of this chemical release, right. right? Which is why they actually move around and act out their dreams. So it's kind of like a safety mechanism. Sometimes your brain wakes up before your body does. And that's what causes sleep paralysis. Um, you hallucinate because... You freak out and you're also still kind of asleep, right? And so like you being still half asleep and then having basically a miniature panic attack causes illusions, which is why you see like, right. right? And, and you're also like worried because you can't move. Like it's the, it's the, I think the scariest thing is like being aware, but not being able to move. That's mm -hmm. like one of the human's biggest fear. Cause you can't like protect yourself. If anything is there. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the hardest part is the the feeling like you can't move, not even your jaws or mm -hmm. I don't even feel like I can breathe properly when right. I have sleep paralysis. So that's that's another thing, too, even though I'm not necessarily feeling like somebody's sitting on my chest. I think that that's part of what it is, is that all your muscles, including like your diaphragm and everything is, is super relaxed, like relaxed and compressed. So you're not, you know, breathing as deeply. Yeah, um, and not being able to yell out too. Oh my God, that's the worst. Like you're trying to, but it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But, um, you got another one or should I keep going? Oh no, it's your turn. We're, well, every other this, I want to hear some okay. secondhand scary. So me. I think I should start off a little lighter here. So my aunt, who lives in the same area as me, uh, she told me the story about when she was a teenager. And she had a dream that she was, you know, finished with school, after school activities. So she caught the bus. The sun was setting. So it was getting dark. And on the bus, it, there was no one else there. It was just her, the bus driver. And then this guy got on. And he was like watching her real intently in this dream, like watching her. 
and being creepy, like getting closer and closer to her. And so she was like, oh, okay. So she moves. Everywhere she moved, he would follow. So she'd be at the back of the bus. He'd follow her to the back of the bus. She'd go to the front. He's in the front. He just would, like, she was tired. She was just tired of it. And so in the dream, she gets off the bus. He gets off with her, chases her down, and rapes and kills her in her dream. So next day, she actually gets on the bus to go home. Sun setting, same route. She's sitting and, you know, on the bus. No one else is there but her and the bus driver. And who the fuck gets on the bus? The same dude from her dream. You fucking kidding me. I'm not kidding you. And this happens to her. Stuff like this happens to my aunts a lot. Like, they'll have a dream and it'll come true. So he gets on the bus and he gets closer and closer being creepy to her. She moves, he follows. Same scenario. And so the bus, she pulls, you know, the, the, the cord to get off. Um, and she gets off the bus. He gets off. She quickly jumps back on and the doors close before he can get back on and rides off. And she's like, I fully believe that if I had gotten off the bus, he would have followed me, raped me and killed me like in my dream. What in the Phoebe fucking Hallowell? I know. Creepy, creepy stuff. She's got a lot of stories of stuff that happened to her throughout the years. And I'm like, whew. Y'all I'll, never, I'll never forget the time my cousin told me she thought our my my house was haunted mm-hmm. and then promptly left for her her home. <laughs> we were talking about cousins do shit like that all the time. I hate them. <laughs> she's a little shit. We were talking about, you know, obviously spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how, you know, she and my uncle or they've talked about kind of being you know, receptive or perceptive or some whatever, you know, seeing ghosts and stuff. And I thought, okay, bet where you see these ghosts at, describe them to me, talk to me. And then she's like, well, your garage, for instance. And I said, sorry, what now? The garage? And then she went on to describe this whole thing of like the people that she sees in the garage and all this kind of stuff. And mind you, I had no way to verify if this is true or not, because I'm not in a horror movie. I did not go search through library microfiche to see if something happened in my house, because I said, no, if something did happen in my house, do I want to know about it? No, because this is my childhood home. My mom is still staying there. So fuck that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's telling me about all these ghosts and shit that she's seeing. And then my uncle shows up and she's like, "Okay, goodbye. Probably dips. Just have fun with all these ghosts, girl. <laughs> That's rude as hell. <laughs> That's very rude. And just like a cousin to do stuff like that. Like, yeah, I bet you she made it up. I bet you she was just messing with you. Oh, probably. Still, That's it. She probably have nothing else to do, but just decide to try to kill me. Kill me. Ha, scare my me. Gosh. My uncles used to do stuff like that. They used to scare me and my little cousin and tell us really creepy stories and we're way too young to hear them and like and you know they're all three boys so they like feed off of each other they'd be like right in that right so and so and then they'd be like yeah whatever you know they would just like co- you know collaborate on it not really knowing what the first one said but they would just be in a, into right. it right I used to hate that and then thank god for us they'd be like stop it that's not true <laughs> thank god for us. right <laughs> um What's the other one that I, was that your story? I don't want to like cut you. 
cut you cut in. Yeah, I mean that was just an, an offering in response to what you had said. Um, I mean, I've already kind of told you like the the main creepy thing, but it's uh, I don't know if anybody anybody listening has ever had any creepy experiences at work, because I sure did. Ooh, um, to tell. So I worked at Macy's in the Fashion Fair Mall in Fresno. Shout out to Fresno. California. I mean that with full sarcasm in my body. <laughs> okay, so I worked at Fashion Fair in college and then after until I got my first nine to five beyond retail. And I was a uh, sales associate and I was working on a weekend day sometime in the summer, midday, maybe like 12 to 1. And I'm standing on the other side of the cash wrap talking to the other my coworkers, and there's like kind of I feel a customer kind of come up behind me so I turn around and it, this lady is just standing there and just staring at me no blinking staring at me and her eyes are really dark and so it looks like her pupils are are dilated so to like we're talking supernatural shit I'm not even gonna hold you like the whole thing looks black she's a light-skinned black woman the blonde hair, I remember up in like a, you remember that style we used to do with a hair clip and then you just let your hair just kind of floppily do its thing on your yeah. Yeah. hair? Yes. <laughs> like that. Okay. And I distinctly remember she's, she's extremely thin to where she, she had really skinny legs and everything. I'm just really trying to paint a picture of, of this of her standing there and then she had this extremely like overwhelming scent to her yeah. it was sweet like a perfume but it just so for me like the smell of sunflowers is so sweet and cloying that it kind of upsets my stomach mm -hmm. it wasn't sunflowers but it was something like that where it was just so sweet that it upset my stomach and so we're like can can we help you being a coworker?" and she says in a very deep deep voice grasses right like <laughs> that's the best i i got okay dresses oh lord grasses so she so we're like cool we have to walk kind of across our area across the store to take her to dresses and she insists on walking like behind us which was weird we're trying to walk beside her but she kept walking slower than us so that we would always end up being in front of her. And it wasn't a long area to cover, but it was just really weird because we as we we're going, we we're trying to ask her, what kind of dress do you want? What style? Maybe we can help you find it, whatever, you know, to be the one to ring her up and get sale. She doesn't answer, she doesn't say shit. She's just walking behind us. We take her to dresses. We go, okay, here you go. Can we help you with anything else? And she kind of just stares, not blinking, just kind of stares. And when I say stare, we're talking like H-A-T-E in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just glaring. There's not, it's not like a blank stare or like, okay, thanks. Glaring. Uh -uh. So we leave and we're both still like in that same boat. We're both, I'm a little nauseous. My, my coworker is like obviously disturbed. We get back to the cash wrap. Everybody that had seen her is a little off, but we keep it pushing until about 20, 30 minutes later, somebody from the dresses side, who is also our department, comes over 
and tells us about this creepy experience that she had with this lady. Oh, no. She was putting merchandise back on the floor, so she's hanging things up, doing her thing, and again, feels a presence standing behind her. She turns around, the lady's like here, you know? Mm -hmm. like she, Almost like she turned around and almost smacked her in the face and kissed her. Ew. And once again, the lady very low, very deep voice asks her for something. She shows her the apartment and that's kind of it. And she was so bothered. She had the same kind of un uncomfortable, was being uncomfortable. She was, uh, she was a little nauseous. She was a little like sweaty. We all had this visceral reaction. And, you know, she'd interacted with other people from what we heard through the gossip and they all were uncomfortable. So I asked my manager, can, can you do something about this person? She's made us all very uncomfortable. Multiple people in, both, in your department have had the same interaction. And she blows us off. She's like, oh, she's been here before. She, she says, oh, she's just a homeless woman and she's probably on drugs and, you know, we just can't kick her out. And I'm like thinking, well, first of all, bitch, why she gotta be homeless and why she gotta be on drugs? Way to make a broad generalization. You have no idea what's up with this person. Right. So you, why would you be making this assumption? And also, she could also be a demon. Barbara, <laughs> why are you having this lady up in this door, uh, you know, terrorizing your workers? Handle it. That's what you for, your manager. That's how people get stabbed at work, honestly. That's exactly how it goes. Right. So I saw this lady one more time, exactly one more time. It was about a week or two later. I hadn't really thought about the thing. And then I was driving to work. She's on the, so she's on the passenger side. So the right side of the street, like standing at a bus stop or something, wearing the exact same outfit, exact same everything. And it looks like she's just kind of standing there swaying just doing this thing back and forth. And I can still, y'all, when I tell you this has to be at least 10 years old that this happened, but I can still see it very clearly in my mind's eye. Like I'm still a little perturbed by that situation. And I, I honestly don't know what it was. I'm, you know, it could very well, she had some perfume that just did not work with my system and I just had a reaction. But when I tell you, that was a moment where I was like, do malevolent spirits, possession, and demons, are they real, y'all? Because I was just, I was, I wasn't comfortable. I'm disturbed. <laughs> I'm, I'm disturbed. That's so creepy. I'm sorry. And you said her eyes were completely black. Right. You said her eyes were completely black. And the pupils will like dilate it. Like that's super creepy. Right. Right. And you know, um, it could have been that she had really dark brown eyes and her pupils were dilated. And, you know, because she's looking like this, that it looked like mm -hmm. I did. I mean, but I wear glasses y'all. So I get my eyes dilated like at a regular frequency, probably compared to other people. Even when that's happened to me, my pupils have never looked like that. So mm -hmm. I don't know. 
something was up. She was she was doing something to make her eyes do that. She was either possessed or <laughs> like your boss said on drugs of some sort. Like, but either way it goes, she wasn't very polite. She didn't say please when she asked for certain departments. So <laughs> like I don't care what she is. She better say please. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? You ever had a creepy experience at work or? Um, at work? No, just because like, just because where I've worked, there's always people around. We didn't get a lot of like weird people. I did used to work in a building where um, a student was murdered by her boyfriend. Well, true story real quick then since we're there. Um, just pop in the true crime. I right went now. to a school, a university. It's called Eastern Michigan University. Some people might have heard of it. Um, and the year before I started going there, a girl went missing in a way, like not really. She was she was in her dorm room dead. Unfortunately, it turned out her boyfriend had killed her and left her body there. And her roommate, it was like the the rooms were suite style, so she had her bedroom a bathroom and then on the other side of the bathroom was her like her suite mate. Um, and so the people on the floor were complaining about a smell. They're like, it's weird. And this girl hadn't been going to class. I guess her parents weren't able to reach her, probably didn't know any of her friends, you know, or well enough to get their phone number. Um, and so uh, they finally decided to check out the smell and see what was going on. And her dead body had been in there for some time. Uh, and so, you know, they did some investigation and they, you know, arrested the boyfriend, found out that he was the one that killed her. And so they shut that, they shut that dorm down. That dorm was closed. By the time I became a freshman there, that dorm was closed. They were like, we're renovating. I'm like, how convenient. I know why it's closed. Come on. We all knew. And so because of that happening, they started doing this thing called Night Watch, where they hire um, students to like after I think it's like after 10 or something you have mm -hmm. to show your ID to the person right to the night watch person when you come through if you live there obviously you're good to go if you don't live there you need to be somebody's guest and you got to be signed in and out so we know who's coming in and out and mm -hmm. so I did this from sophomore year through senior year right and so senior year they finally opened up that building again and guess who got to work there at night alone me <laughs> doing night watch and it sounds like a shutter movie i know college kids are nuts and then not only do you do night watch you also have to get up and you kind of have to do this thing like called floating be a floater where you go through all of the the um dorm room hallways and just check and make sure every, like there's not any noise no one's doing anything weird or illegal everybody's okay so you're just like roaming the halls and making sure there's no creepers just walking around. And so that requires you to take, you know, back stairwells. There's no one, like you might not run into anybody like that whole night on the floor. Um, it's like, I think that f that building may, may have been like 10 floors or so. Right. But I just remember being that in there in particular, super creepy. Nobody liked working in there kind of deserted not a lot of kids were like running around in that building it was just such a weird time but nothing creepy ever truly happened Indeed. and i'm pretty sure illusion of something creepy right right it just felt creepy in there and i'm pretty sure that 
her room was no longer a room. I think they turned it into like storage or something. Oh, well, that's good. But yeah, it was just, I'm like, dang it. Well, I got to work here. And why was the dorm my last name, Hill? I was like, God dang it. Yeah. Oh, that's even more awkward. It's even worse. I'm just like, and um, yeah, it was just a creepy time, but nothing like nothing like what you went through. I'll say that for sure. Um, I will say I have another creepy one for you that involves uh dreams. A dream. I'm ready. So this is my mom's story. She used to tell me the story growing up. And for the longest, I thought it was a joke. But, like, legit, she sat me down one day and was like, no, this is true. So when she was a kid, she used to uh, hate being tickled. This sounds really off the wall, but there's a reason behind that, right? Right. When she was a kid, she hated being tickled because when people would tickle her, she would stop breathing and she'd get panicky, right? Didn't like it. She just, you tickle her, she laughs, but she can't breathe. Um, To this day, she hates being tickled. And so she started having these this dream when she was little. Um, she'd be asleep, everything would be normal, and all of a sudden she'd hear this like music. Do you remember, there's like this song. Um, back in the day, it goes like, do 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 Freddie's dead, do do It's like an old like funk song. I forget who sings it, but that- Sounds familiar, yeah. It, I feel like, I think it might've been Curtis May, it might've been Mayfield. Maybe been Curtis Mayfield. It sounds like it would be in his canon. Yeah, I think it was his song because I used to listen to it too. But she used to hear like that sound, and then suddenly, this man would come into her dream. He was really tall and skinny, and he was so tall she could never see his face. He had a really deep voice, and he would try to tickle her, and she hated it. Right, and he would just show up. He would show up night after night, night after night in her dream. And she would be like, who are you? What do you want from me? And he'd, be, he'd answer back in his really deep voice like, my name is Katmandu. And I want you, baby. Really fucking creepy. And it wasn't a one-off dream. It'd be like all the time he would show up in her dream. And how she knew was like the, that, that beat, that sound. And also she'd hear, like, it sounded like, you know how people have those heavy like chains Right. So we're, like she'd hear like the change like jangling and she'd know it, it was him coming. So this uh, like this is she was a kid. Yes, this is true. When she was little, she used to have these dreams and it went on for years. It didn't stop. She would always have the dream and he'd be creepy and he'd be like, I want you, baby. Like really freaking creepy. And it didn't stop until she moved out of that house. Like they finally moved out of that house. I think they moved over where they are, where my grandmother is now to this day. I think they moved over there. But once she moved, those dreams stopped. So what would she do if she heard that song outside of her dreams? I think it's been so long. My mother, I think it's been so long. She doesn't really hear it. And I don't think she listens to Curtis Mayfield. so. (laughs) So I just don't think. But it was called like Freddie's Dead. I think it's the name of the song. Right. Yeah, I looked it up. It is Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Yeah. She was she's a seventies kid, so makes sense that that song would be around and maybe like lived rent free in her brain. But then she'd hear like the chains rattling and he'd show up. And uh, yeah, 
So this sounds like if we ever do a horror anthology, like you should definitely write this short story and definitely call it Freddy's Dead. And, and I think it's, it's such a Freddy Cougar moment, right? Like You definitely need to write this into a short story and embellish it. Don't give people ideas. They'll take it. Next thing you know, there'll be a book out called Can't Man Do. <laughs> Y'all, this is copyright. Copyright. Samara, Samara Hill. <laughs> 2022. Right. You heard it first. You heard it here first, folks. Right. But, um, but yeah, that was, I cut, I cut it short, but that was the gist of Catman do her her nightmares and I'm like you were totally being haunted by a demon like yeah that's, the only thing. That's, that's my only explanation for this is that you were being demon you were demon haunted like I don't understand mm. my whole family got like everybody has stories it's so weird yeah uh are you are you sure you're are your family like clairvoyance I wonder clairvoyance are they mediums are they on my dad's side, definitely, definitely. Like one day I have to bring somebody on, like one of my aunts on here. I know that they have a million, like they've seen some stuff. They have a million stories. Some of them don't like to talk about it, period. But I have a couple who are like, let me tell you what happened. You know, I need, I need the this. Aunts. They love telling the stories, the creepy stuff. Plus, like I said, Detroit is a very, they grew up on the east side of Detroit, which is the oldest part of Detroit, right? And Detroit's an old, French city, and so therefore it's got to definitely have some creepy stuff that's going on, probably on somebody's burial ground. No lie. So, listeners, if you'd like to have Samara and more of her family members join the pod, let us know in a review. Scary story time. We need to sit around like a campfire and just be like submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. <laughs> I call this tale Marathon Katmandu. Come for you, baby. Like, where's my sand? I used to forever I used to be like, what are they blowing? What are they throwing into the into the fire? But it turned out to just be sand. Right. And probably some Kool-Aid. So aside from that cousin, I don't really have any other family members as far as I know that have those experiences, but my grandpa who's from Arkansas, born and raised there. He did say that he had an aunt who was an evil witch. Obviously, it feels like everybody has an aunt that they just don't fuck with. So it could have been that he said witch instead of bitch. But he did say that um, she, she looked like she floated, like her feet never touched the ground. And she would glide around the house, is what he said. Now, my grandpa was born in like 1930, 1933, something like that. So his aunt, you know, we're talking late 1800s, early 1900s born. And this is Arkansas. So the South. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck knows? Obviously, he could just be making things up. But I distinctly remember he would get like a little, little tickle of fear in his voice when he talk about his aunt. So... Clearly, she was not a good woman, I guess. She probably scared the shit out of him. He probably did something right. like naughty little boys do, and she scared the shit out of him, and he never forgot. <laughs> right, probably. But, you know, I just can't help think that scene in The Craft where Nancy's uh, oh my gosh. And she's gliding, and you just hear, like, the that's... Pointy? 
Yeah, like the sliding of her pointed shoe across the carpet. Ooh, that just mm. ooh. I know we're like, you know, Nancy at this point is where she's turning the corner to a villain, but just the sound. Oh, it's like I can't. Like really yeah, good. it's like nails on a chalkboard makes you just like shivers up your spine. It's so gross. Right. Such a gross feeling. Um. Well, my last one. That I decided that I decided I would share is from my dad's side of um like sp specifically my stepdad right he does not believe in the supernatural okay let's put this first he don't believe in ghosts he don't believe in witches like none of that stuff he doesn't believe it that's right. him he's pretty staunch about it he's a non-believer so one day he decided um not even decided his friend asked him to house sit while they went out of town. Mm -hmm. He's young. This is before he met my mother. Um, they were not, I don't think that they were even friends or anything, right? He's still young and single. And so he's like, sure, I'll stay, you know, at your house. I'll watch your house while you guys are out of town. No biggie. Like they're really good friends. They've known each other for years. Um, and so his friend is like, hey, so if you see grandma walking around, don't be scared or nothing. Cause like, she'd just be chilling in the house. She just walk around. And so my dad's like, man, whatever. I don't know why you're even trying to fuck with me like this. Like, shut the hell up. And these guys, these are like hood people. These are hood dudes, right? They're like, really? Fuck that shit, man. Like, quit playing around. His grandmother has been had been dead and been dead for years, right? So that's why he was like, quit fucking around. Come on. Stop trying to scare me. Um, he was like, man, I'm telling you, like, for real. She walked around his house. You see her. Don't be scared. She just walking around. Like, she died in this house. Whatever, man. So they leave. My dad is upstairs in the upstairs bedroom, chilling, watch TV, and he hears something, like somebody walking up the stairs. He's like, what the hell? He go stand at the top of the stairs and look down, and there the fuck she is. Old lady walking no. up the stairs, slightly transparent. And he's like, what the fuck? He got so scared, he booked it. Like, he booked it about that house. Sat on the porch, called his friend, like, you got to come over here, man. Like, this is crazy as fuck. And. What the fuck? Yeah. And like, this is a man who did not believe. To this day, he still don't know if what he saw was like a fever dream or not. But he's like, no, nah, man, I wasn't even drunk or nothing. Like, I wasn't asleep. This really happened. I was on, So he really did call his friend over to come and kind of stay with him. Because he still had to watch the house. Like, you can't just bust up and leave. Um, but. He's like, that's the day I saw a ghost. Like, I'm not even kidding. So yeah, I think I feel like I saved the the one of the best for last. He saw a ghost. Yeah, you shut me up. God damn. I was like, I never want to see one in my life. Like, I don't think. And the fact that it was so realistic, like the fact that it was she was just only slightly transparent and she was old, just trying to get up the stairs, like how old people go up the stairs, you know. And he was like, she didn't try to hurt me. She didn't try to like do anything to me or anything like that. It was just shocking to see because he just did not believe them. And so long, I guess not even long story short, just like after that, that couple that he house sat for, they moved out, but family friends moved in. They all know each other, right? Mm -hmm. They all grew up in the same neighborhood. So they still go over there to like hang, but like, my dad don't go over there by himself. Somebody had to be in the house. 
and the new people, the people who live there that are new now, they're like, yeah, shit, stuff move around, um, bowls move, whatever. They hear somebody rummaging in the kitchen, somebody walking around, like, and they're just like, yeah, that's so and so's grandma, and they just live with it. Mm. Creepy. That used to happen to my grandma too. She said when she was a, a younger girl, a little girl living in the house. They used to hear some like drawers opening and stuff, and so we were moving around at night because mm. it was an old white lady who used to live in the house who died. She was growing up in Arkansas. Just like maybe the gate would open, like it'd be latched, and then it would just like unlatch and open, um, stuff like that. Like I just feel like that is wild. People, people, <laughs> like mm mm. Yeah, it just feels like there's enough re residual energy around, and people that probably died pretty mm. much in every space. Uh that it, it doesn't shock me. I guess so. My last story is uh, it's creepy on another level, I think. Mm. So I was uh, taking a trip to LA. This is when I lived in Atlanta a couple years ago with my husband. And we were staying at a hotel in Koreatown. And the hotel was good. It was beautiful. It was really centrally located. So we were happy. Um, but it was just, it was very, very quiet, which is good, but it was also odd because we saw so many cars in the parking lot. It was like, all these can't be cars of people who, who work here. There were just so many cars, but we would never see anybody leaving their room or coming in or coming out. But cars, stacked. So everything's fine. I'm taking a shower one day and uh, I, you know, go pull the curtain up, everything's fine, look at the mirror, things are good, it's all fucked. The next day, I am doing the same thing. I'm taking a shower, I'm having my moment. I step out, I pull the curtain back, on the mirror, it's written, I see you, smiley face. And I know that it wasn't my husband because he had been in the bedroom on the phone the whole time. So, and the door was closed. I didn't hear the door open, didn't, nothing. So I call him into the bathroom and he looks and, you know, I'm just, I have to make sure that I'm not tripping. Do you see it? Did you do it? Whatever. He's obviously like, hell no, I didn't do it. And, uh, you know, we're trying to rack my brain. Was this here yesterday? Maybe did, was this here the whole time? And we just weren't paying attention. And, and he's like, I would have fucking noticed if I saw something in the mirror like that. This is not, I didn't do it. And this is weird. So then we're like, well, maybe did somebody write it on the mirror, you know, before we, we checked in and then maybe, you know, in the steam just to fuck with people that came behind. But I was like, wouldn't they have cleaned the mirror? Like all of these scenarios I'm running through and none of them make sense aside from the fact that something somehow I see you smiley face ended up on the mirror. So this was our last night in LA and we basically ended up just getting, you know, takeout. I stayed in the room. My husband went, got food, we came back and we just kind of stayed up all night because we were afraid to leave the room. We didn't want to, you know, come back in the middle of the night and something be there. Cause this is also a very old hotel, like old like crown molding that you could see that they had like painted over all that kind of stuff like claw foot uh tub old and 
yeah, we just, we stayed up. We had to leave at four anyway. So we just kind of catnapped. Then we had to leave. And it was the weirdest experience. And it just, it, I can't remember just being in so unsettled in a, in a room, you know? <clears throat> I think, I think somebody had some weird, creepy crawl space in there. They could get what? in somehow. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the bathroom looked like. Or better yet, I think somebody just, I think somebody did the whole shaving cream trick. Right. <laughs> and you just didn't notice like the first day or whatever, you know? That's entirely possible. And honestly, that's what I want. Aside from maybe I'm fucking taking a shower and there's a ghost perv standing in the in the corner right. talking about I see you and your goodies. Right. I see you and I want you. Like I'm just very you glad that's the easy way of the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking creepy. Ew, not the booty warrior. <laughs> My friend used to tell me she used to come and be like, he scares me. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it you know, honestly the explanation is probably rational, but it's still creepy. Especially with the smile face too. Mm -hmm. Also, I will always. I think I'm always gonna always like be worried about hidden cameras in hotels. Mm -hmm. It's a real fear, and I just be sitting there like we check everything, but they make cameras so tiny now; it's almost impossible. Right. That's that was another thing, and that's also why we just ended up staying up because I was like, well, what if there is something in this room? I'm not trying to be in a horror movie and think everything's fine and fall asleep. And then I don't make it back to Atlanta tomorrow. I'm not what, trying that to be my life. What's like, what's like that, those scary, those horror films where like the people wake up and they, they get their phone and they see that someone took pictures of them while they were sleeping, but like both of them was, were asleep in the, Wait, what the, shit? Like in the videos. Have you never seen those? Like, um, I forget which scary movie I was watching. I feel like it might've been VHS one might have been the movie vhs or something it might have been another one but like they were all staying in a hotel room and they were all asleep and the girl wakes up you know in the morning and she checks her phone and she sees that someone had taken her phone in the night and like took pictures of her while she was asleep and so at first she thought it was like the person was with her in the room but then she sees in the pictures that they are also asleep next to her in the pictures and so it was like a complete stranger came in and was like, hey, yo, like, oh, no. Or, like, the photo was taken from, like, an impossibly high, like, height. Like, it couldn't mm -hmm. have been a person. It's like the phone is floating or something weird. Oh, um, girl. Like, stuff like that. Like, you'll hear creepy stories, like, when people go stay in old hotel rooms. So just be happy that didn't happen to you. It was just a, I see you smiley face on the, <laughs> on the mirror. Right. And then, you know, I hear people wanting to go stay at the, the Cecil hotel <laughs> that's been overhauled and it's like stay on Maine. And I said, no, no, but hell no. You couldn't pay me enough. No. Also, only half of the hotel is the stay on Maine. The other half is still the Cecil hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me. I remember what it looked like over there because I used to have to walk through like go through downtown LA and stuff. Oh right, yeah, because you know where I needed to go. And Skit Row ain't no fucking joke. Like ain't nobody mm -hmm. trying to be over there. 
Ain't nobody trying to be over there. My mother was freaked out. She's like, I've never seen, like we have, you know, we have a transient population here too, but nothing like Los Angeles, nothing like New York. It's sickening. Mm-hmm. It really right. is. Yeah. So I just, it, it gave me pause when, you know, I travel in the future. Mm-mm. Stay safe someplace, nice and secure, perhaps new, <laughs> less likely people died in it, or too many people have died in it, you know. Yeah, but there's also just the land, because how many times have we seen, granted, the narrative has been largely racist, where it's been white people on a indigenous burial ground or some, some bullshit form of plantation. However... I just, um, I think that hauntings could happen anywhere. They moved the tombstones, but they didn't move the graves. <laughs> oh my gosh, poltergeist. But I remember, it's so funny, too, like we're talking about stuff like that. Because when I went to New Orleans, um, my mom and I were staying in um, this hotel in the French Quarter. And we went on, you know how they have those haunted carriage rides? Like they, right. they walk you through at night and they go past all the creepy haunts and show you, show you like Marie Laveau's old house and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my mom, like we were going down the street and mom's like, this looks familiar. We were coming down the street where our hotel was. And she was like, they better not fucking stop here and tell us a story about the hotel we're staying in. And what do they do? They stop there and tell us a story about the hotel we're staying in. Turns out people used to see um, men in Confederate um, uniform uniforms walking down the hall and stuff <laughs> i'm like not in our hotel come on y'all oh girl no i'm like new orleans i just feel like there's nowhere in that city that's not right. touched by something yeah i feel i felt very prickly while i was there not prickly tingly mm -hmm. like um you know when you have a limb that falls asleep and it's just that really that's how I felt in New Orleans, and that's how I felt when I go to Savannah. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. We, you know, uh, if you're, if you have any listeners, if you have any, you know, any horror stories or anything like that, we'd love to hear it. Um, we did want to mention that we are slightly changing the format of the show. So we've also announced before that we're not just a podcast, we're also a book club. So we are changing the format to where the very last episode of each month will be a book review of the monthly book we're reading in our book club. And so if you want to read along with us, you can join our Discord, which is you can find the link in the bio. And you can also tune into that episode to get a full review. So Samara, what are we reading in March? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for March. Because we're reading, what did we decide on again? Oh my God, I feel like we decided on Joplin's Ghost, but it's not. Technically, we are reading Joplin's Ghost next month, but that's a buddy read. Wait, we are reading Jawbone by Monica Ojeda. Yeah, so we're reading two things. Yes. I wonder if we'll talk about, nah, I don't think we should talk about both. Y'all should just join the Discord and talk about it with us there. Yes, and once again, that link is in the bio. Also, you can find the link to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to look it up, Horror Host Support Group, host spelled H-E-A-U-X. -E -E let me just stop stumbling my words. I talk all day. Sorry, everybody. 
And um, what else, Samara? Anything personal you'd like to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, as usual, me being the owner of the Fifth House Collective Book Box, I got to plug that in. You can check out all of our cool indie goodies. We have books and comics written by Black folk. Um, and you can find us on fifthhousecollective.com. We sell, like I said, we sell book boxes and book bags and just like book bundles as well. So check us out. Love that. Definitely support Fifth House Collective. Those boxes are wonderful. You can find my stuff, Amanda the Author, at on my Instagram, Amanda the Author Two E's. You can find links to buy my books. I've got a new adult fantasy book series out, two of them, and they have black witches. You can also follow me there for updates on my upcoming book in the House of Transcendence. You can also find a link to join my YouTube channel and check me out there. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you are enjoying some good horror today and always, and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.